0: The Sharks get a point, but they lose it in the shootout. We'll break down the two games in Anaheim, getting three of four points. That's a good thing, maybe. Let's talk about it right now on Teal Town After Dark. Good evening, everyone. It is Saturday night, February 6 2021. The Sharks find themselves in a shootout again, but unfortunately on the wrong side of a 2-1 loss to the Anaheim Ducks. Welcome to Teal Town After Dark. We do this after every single game, home and away for your San Jose Sharks. So we want you to be part of this show. Teal together and interact with us in the and fellow Sharks fans on the page or the app, follow us on the social, hit us up and follow us on Twitter where we gif the games, uh, Instagram, Facebook, YouTube, SoundCloud, Reddit, Discord, and of course, find everything at tealtownusa.com. Pleased to be joined by the angry Canadian robot himself, he is Mr. Ian Reed. Ian, what's happening hello, up hello. there? Um, nothing. Nothing. Uh- it's pretty boring wow uh same thing is happening everywhere else you know not a whole lot but you're doing good the family's doing all right yeah yeah we're, we're doing all right excellent let's get to some of the, the chat before we break down this game uh i mean there's there's not a whole lot to break down in this game to be be uh to uh Break down, but definitely some love for Devin Dubnik on, on this night. Uh GUI, got Matt Keen tonight. Uh Ricky saying you looked good into the shootout. Uh you you Raphael Snit, This feels like quicksand. No matter how we fight, we keep going down. Uh Dubnik is playing better games. Jones is light years better at OT in the shootout. Gotcha. I thought, I, although I, we will talk about that OT in a little bit. Uh, mm-hmm. Patrick Tyler, oh boy, this is almost a carbon copy of last year. Uh, Chichu Train, Dubnik is the only reason why we uh, we got a point. The refs were atrocious. We'll touch on the on the officiating just for a little bit on here. I would love to know why Ferrari was on the ice over team, but the Swedish Prancer was. Oh boy. You know, uh you know, and so you know, it's uh it is what it is with that and of course a lot of people are, you know, getting on EK sixty five on this one. So let's uh let's chat it down uh eleven seconds in. I mean it's it's the third quickest goal in Sharks franchise history. Logan Couture gets his fifth. Just crashing the net, you know, from Ferraro and Kane to get things going one nothing. You're like, all right, Ian, here we go, one nothing, eleven seconds in. Let's keep going and let's get it. Let's get things happening today.
1: Yeah, I mean, it's uh, it, it, they took advantage of a, of a broken play in the defensive zone and it ends up going in the net, which is good. I mean, you know, sometimes you need goals like that um, to get started. And fortunately, kind of just you know. It, it went downhill from there and I I'm, I'm not trying to be like too like overly dramatic over this game cuz whatever it's it's not it's not a game worth getting overly dramatic right. about. Um but they just you know they they didn't really do anything with that. They you know they immediately take a penalty. Uh you know their penalty kill was pretty terrible. I mean yes they the first penalty kill was pretty terrible. Oh yes they didn't like Anaheim didn't score but you know, um, a recurring theme for this game was Devin Dubnik saving their bacon. No kidding. that's what saved their bacon most of the time. See, I can be nice to a Sharks <laughs> goalie.
0: Well, having a nice performance that he had tonight, I would I would hope so. Uh, I mean, but yeah, I'm with you. I think uh, that f- on that first penalty that Kineshav, and Kineshav going back to the box and back-to-back games, let's look let's not pick up the um the from where Evander Kane left off uh, for the hooking call but yeah Dominic had some nice saves in that one uh in mm-hmm. some really nice stops otherwise this game is tied that quickly you know then you know Anaheim takes a hella dudes penalty that's for you Shalina yep. uh you know and then you get into some of some of the Rough part, you know. You see uh, Raquel, you know, take Shimmick hard into the boards. Gambrell doesn't like it. He's like, "Why well, I got it And then mm-hmm. coming to it, i is like, "Well, don't you touch my, my guy? Why I oughta you?" Uh, I mean, it is what it is. Shimmick was able to return. That that was good. Uh, yeah, I mean, like, that was the right, you, you take both guys there, like,
1: there was not, I didn't think there was one guy more guilty than the other in that situation, you yeah. definitely take both guys to the pot, like, that's, I didn't have an issue with that, um, them taking, I mean, I was glad that Gambral, you know, because a lot of, like, I, I'm gonna, like, I'm gonna use this term very loosely, like, the problem with the Sharks is a lot of the skill guys last year is one of the, you know, one of the grinder guys like Dylan Gambrell not a grinder. Guy. I mean, he maybe he's not exactly incredibly skilled either, but he's not a grinder like he's he's not your fourth line knuckle dragger. But it's nice that, you know, he got in there because normally what would happen last year is Shimmick would get in there. And if there was nobody else that was a little, bit, you know, grr on the ice, then they would just kind of be like, yeah, whatever. You know, but like Gambrel, I give Gambrel a lot of credit. He got right in there and, you know, he didn't, uh, he didn't, you know, it wasn't like he just put him in a bear hug and that was that, right? Like he got right in there and, right. you know, good on him because I think Schimmick does, you know, answer the bell for the team a lot. And it's nice to have somebody go and answer the bell for him, you know, every once in a while.
0: Well, you got you to gotta stick together and, and it looked a little dangerous, you know, from the first glimpse of it. So, yeah, I'm good to see Gambrell get in there. Uh, So uh, it's good to see. I I don't mind that at all. Uh, Second period. And and of course, you know, I think this season we shiver just by saying the words second period. Uh, You know, probably I'm not I'm not even I'm not even sure if you can even if Pavelski could try to duplicate this. This tip, you know. Lindholm, you know, takes the shot, and and uh, Lund Lundestrom, you know, is trying to get out of the way because the shot's going wide. Somehow he gets his stick out, tips it home, and that's his first NHL goal. <laughs> I mean, come on, that I mean, kudos to him, but man, that's a that's a rare one.
1: Yeah, I mean, uh, you have to, sometimes you have to be. You have to be good to be lucky and lucky to be good. Um I yeah, it was really not a whole lot Dubnik's gonna do about that with the where that got redirected from. You're already set to make a you're already set to, you know, to make a save where the puck's going. But um a deflection like that so close, there's not a whole lot of goalies gonna do in that situation. Um you just you know, kind of a lucky break for the ducks, really. Um I, I can't really I'm not really going to get on like the defense all that much either. It was just one of those things where, you know, it's one of those plays where you can't really get too upset about it. You just hope you'd respond better after.
0: Right. Uh, and, and, you know, I, I thought they played a fairly well second period. They got into some penalty trouble. You know, Shimmick would be like, why I to to Henrik and saying happy birthday in and, and the nicest way, you know, redeemed Shimmick could. Uh, then, but Hurdle takes a tri- tripping call. Meyer taking a hooking call. You know that's yeah. That's the the frustration I think settling in between for both of those players right now.
1: Yeah, I, I think the Shimmick thing. I didn't really like the Schimmick penalty. Like you, you got to be smarter away from the puck like that. Like there is no reason for that penalty. Um, the other one, whatever, um, it is what it is. I, you know, I mean I, I it was I was kind of surprised the sharks didn't get a couple calls to go their way, but it wasn't like that they were killing penalties all night either, right? Like um, I, I thought they called it pretty close. I mean, I, I yeah. thought that the shimmick penalty was really dumb. Um, you can't have that, especially when you're struggling to get going like they were in the second period like, It wasn't the worst second period I've seen them play, but I think I tweeted this out. You know, it doesn't mean it was good, you know, just because it wasn't the it wasn't the worst we've seen them play, but it it wasn't a great period for them either. Um, And it really overall wasn't a great game for them. Um, Again, you had, you know, you had some guys that that stood out and most of them are the younger guys, but like some of the veterans, there's reason for concern.
0: Absolutely. I mean, you, you start wondering. I mean, yes, Couture has goals in back-to-back games. Kane has kind of calmed himself and not taking dumb penalties, especially in the second game of, of these back-to-backs. But Hurdle, where are you, bud? You know, Meyer, where are you? I mean, seriously, those are the guys that, that you're depending on. You know, it shouldn't be... Whoever's on the third and fourth line, I know you moved Patty up, but and Ryan Donato, my God, bless your heart for for being, you know, doing what you're doing. But uh, you know, like like Raphael Snit saying, you know, is there concern for some of the veterans? Oh, definitely. I mean, there's some guys that definitely need to be better, and
1: they need to be more. You know, they need to do more. Um, my concern is. Uh, it really feels like. And I know this is going to get me some heat, but I really don't care. At <laughs> every line, like there's there seems to be one consistent when a line stops working. It's Patrick Marlowe.
0: Yeah. And, and he's I think he's got like one point on on the season, Um,
1: um you know, and, and I know and, and I look at. I understand that people have an affection for Patrick Marlowe, but like, I just, it's kind of interesting that hurdle completely becomes invisible. I'm not saying it's all Marlowe's fault, but I'm just, but there's, but there's gotta be something to it. And I would love a deep dive on the underlying numbers for, to see if there's something there, because I just feel like, like, you know what I mean? Like, uh, I'm not trying to make excuses for hurdle. Cause I think hurdle does have to be better, but it's, you know, but he's been, he's been far worse since Marlowe has been put on his line than he was before.
0: Yeah.
1: And Timo Meyer hasn't been fantastic either. He needs to start shooting more.
0: Yeah. I think a lot of them start shooting more. I mean, Denver Doyle, Timo Meyer, one goal in 11 games, uh, being uh, I think even Brett Hedekin was getting on ek 65 for not shooting that he's that he's passing the puck way too much that he's got a great shot why isn't he using it uh, mm-hmm. it's it's you know if we were in the media call right now I'd be like okay so are you are you looking for shots or are they not there is something going on uh, for for you not taking those chances,
1: it's yeah, and it's problematic because here's the problem with Timo Meyer. Timo Meyer, like, as he as he develop as he's developed as an NHL player, like when he first started, when he first started, like especially in the AHL, like he would just shoot everything, which. You don't want that either because, like, you are you know, <laughs> you, you want to, like, make sure you have a decent – but I feel like he's just – he's gone too far the other way now. Like, he's just not – like, before he'd just take every shot, whether the shot was there or not, and now he's not taking enough. Like, I wish he would find that balance. Um, but he's not the only guy on the team that needs to find that balance. I mean, if you look at the – you know, it, like, what's the turnover numbers? Like, stupid high for the Sharks tonight. Like, so, I mean – <laughs> that extra pass is not just a Timo Meyer problem; it's a team problem, and it likes you know it's, it's it's got to be systematic. You got to think.
0: Yeah, you know it's it's you makes you wonder if there is a uh, if they're going for the finesse play, and I think I said this, Landy, last night. If they're going with the finesse play, as opposed to just trying to find a way to score, like I mean, look at the the goal that Couture scored tonight. You know, it was a nice, uh, a, a nice crashing the net goal. Mm-hmm. I mean, it, it doesn't have to be pretty. It just needs to get in. Oh, for sure. Yeah. You know. For sure.
1: Yeah. And I'm just, I'm reading in the chat here just about Marlo, And it's like, you know, obviously, look at, I. we all know why Marlo's here, right? Because he's up for the all time record. And you, when the season started, you hoped that you were going to have people in the arena. You knew that, like, the Sharks entered the season they had to know this team wasn't good like there was they were going to need if if fans were able to come into the building at some point they they're, they're going to need reasons to sell tickets and you know being at that game where Marlo plays you know the the game that breaks the record is a you know is would probably be a good seller for them you know but it is what it is
0: yeah no but you're right and Kevin mentioning you know the finesse plays the is literally the only play LeBanc goes for uh, give me Bortolo for over Bank in three years. Mm-hmm. Uh, I I might be with you on that Tiger. Uh, you know I know you guys have been watching that in the Discord uh, and been commenting that on the Discord about uh in, at Michigan. Uh, so third period, nothing really happened. No penalties. No goals. I I I thought though Anaheim really dominated. Uh the third period and at one point i believe they were out shooting the sharks 9-1 uh yeah that's that's a concern especially considering anaheim is one of the worst third period teams in the league um but when you play your guys that are 30
1: plus a million minutes a night you can you can't be shocked when they when they just run out a gas on the second half half of a back to back and i'm not making excuses those are just facts like you're going to start running in the mud when you play those guys as heavy as you play them. And then you expect them, especially in a game where like this, where you're trying to, you know, we we're obviously the job's not done. You can't turtle. I mean, they did anyway, but you shouldn't have turtled. Um, and yeah, I mean, it was just, that's a problem.
0: It's a big problem.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Uh, and of course the puck is, is more attracted to Logan Couture than I think, Logan Couture's girlfriend is attracted to Logan Couture. Um, mm-hmm. I mean, he takes another puck to the face. I mean, he I mean, thankfully he stayed on the bench and finished the game. But my goodness, you know, I know Rocket mentioned it in our in our in our group chat, you know, about the first game she went to, or she watched the Sharks. He had his teeth knocked out from a puck. We all, of course, know what happened with the Nashville game, like three four years ago. Man, can 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 we buy the guy a face mask that that will work? Because my goodness, this poor guy.
1: This is why I wear a cage. <laughs> I don't care if I'm a pansy. This is why I wear a cage, man.
0: <laughs> right. I'm I'm sorry. I mean I I mean I've played with with a facial shield, but man, I would uh, after one time getting hit near the face, it's like okay. I'm going face shield. I'm sorry. I'm not gonna I'm I'm not taking chances. Yeah, yeah. nope. That's why I wear a cage, because nope, I can't afford to get hit in the mush. <laughs> so going into overtime, because of course the game goes into overtime, uh Dubnik again saves the bacon twice. I think there yeah. was a there's a couple of saves that he had that this game the Anaheim should have won in in overtime honestly but but they sure as hell had a chance right at the end there yeah. um but yeah dubnik came
1: up great like again I can't say I can't say enough good things about about dubnik's game because like it was like it was really one of the one of the the bright spots in this game, because let's be honest, this game wasn't a whole lot of exciting to watch. Like It really wasn't. It was a pretty, it was a pretty mucky game. Even the overtime wasn't that interesting. And I find like across the board, three on three isn't that interesting anymore. It's because we knew coaches were going to find a way to ruin oh, this yeah. thing. You still have like, you still have standout <laughs> games. Don't get me wrong, but three on three isn't half as exciting as it used to be. Um, and it's just because NHL teams have figured it out, and coaches have figured that out, and that's what happens to everything fun, unfortunately. Yeah. Um, fun leads to goals, and you know, defense is the name of the game, unfortunately. Um, yeah, just it wasn't, you know, again, not a great, not an overly fun game to watch. Um, there was probably like, you know, I had the uh, I had the Edmonton Calgary game off in the side screen, and that was that, you know that was a little bit more entertaining but yeah it was just it was a rough overtime for the sharks like again you know guys taking way too long of shifts you know Hedekin pointed out Evander kane you know <laughs> wobbly legs to the bench like i don't i don't know what's going on with this team like there's there's problems attitude there's, issues at times uh, they 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 just sometimes it just feels like some guys just go into business for themselves and i don't and I know that's a dangerous thing to say because I don't really have anything to, you know, just other than what I see with my own two eyes. It might not be the case, but sometimes I can't help but wonder, like, are guys just going into business for themselves? And that's just problematic uh, as it is, right? Like, you, you want them to, like, yeah, you need some guys, like, especially Evander Kane to, to pick it up, but they're going to win as, and lose as a team. And so you'd like to see them, especially in situations like that, you know, rely on the rely on the next guy up a little bit more Um, instead of you know being out there and then getting caught out there completely dead tired that's a lot of ice to cover three on three Um, it's you know it's a lot of ice to cover it's really easy to get really tired really quick it's not something you want to do so I don't know it wasn't wasn't a great third period but you want to see less of the selfish stupid stuff like taking too long shifts or you know, trying to dance through 800 guys by yourself and, you know, just a lot of the stuff we've seen so far this season.
0: Yeah, absolutely. Uh, go. It would go into a shootout, unfortunately. Uh, Dumnik would get scored upon twice. Sharks only get Ryan Donato with some silky, dirty moves with some silky mitts uh, to get things going for them. But unfortunately, it wasn't enough. The Sharks lose this one in the shootout two to one. They are now four, five, and one on the season. Uh they get they get a point. So they go to nine. Yay.
1: Yeah. <laughs> like, I don't know. <laughs> um Yeah. Like, I don't know. Look at the the first the first shootout goal, um, the Troy Terry goal, that was a nice goal. Yeah. Uh that was just a nice move by Troy Terry. I don't really uh fault Dubnik on that one. That the 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 shootout winner though, not great. Uh Ryan Donato just there's another guy like, you know, there's there's been a f- couple of bright spots for this team. Um for as much flack as I have unloaded at Doug Wilson over the past year and a half. Um credit where credit's due. The Donato was a Shrewd pickup um, he's been really good so far uh you know i thought um N- uh, nizev or whatever the hell his name is um he's i wasn't like too excited about him at first but i i think he's kind of settled in a little bit i um you know i still think like he's you know he's a guy he's a guy from the guy factory <laughs> but um yeah but he but he's, he's i think he settled in he's he's he settled in a little bit and i don't like He's like he he's very much I like I think Shimmick's a guy from the Guy Factory too. Um but but they're both they've both been you know they've both been solid enough. Um you know, Donato looks good. Gambral, I think, has been really just a completely different player this, this season so far, and I really like to see that. Um but yeah, like we gotta get some we gotta get some offense from some of the big guns. We need some guys to really get going. We have way too much Money on this team for net negative results so far, and that's unacceptable. Um, but the team overall is just not very good, yeah. And you look at the record, I mean, and the record speaks for itself, and you know, and and it would be a lot worse if we played those two games against Vegas, I'm sure.
0: Yeah, no, I mean, this team most likely is at four, seven, and one with uh taking on Vegas. Sorry, Patrick, I I did steal your guy from the guy factory. Yeah, you know, uh, I mean, it's it's crazy. You know, uh, Raphael Snit, i got to be honest, I thought Donato would be just another guy, but has been a surprise. You know, uh, Ricky Barton Slager. Pickles looks better in the third pairing. You know, uh, Pickles, yeah,
1: Pickles, I love Pickles, but man, that, like, you know, it, it's funny because, like, people be like, well, what about this contract? What about that contract? That's the one that's... That's the one that's looking the worst right now, unfortunately. Um, yeah, I mean, look, at you want to—you got you to start moving guys around. Unfortunately, I think Mark Edward Flasik needs to be better. I don't, you know, it's—he hasn't been great. Like, but again, a lot of the veterans have to be better. Like, this team has to be better, and I don't know how much better it can be. And that's the real scary part because I don't—you know—it's just—it's not a very good team, unfortunately.
0: Yeah. Like. And it's not good. It's just not good, and you can't... You you need everybody, you know, going. You need everybody going. You need Hurdle going. You need Meyer going. You need Couture going. LeBanc, Mm -hmm. where the heck are you? You know? uh, LeBanc's, like,
1: LeBanc tries to make things happen, at least. Unfortunately, there are things that aren't there, but it, like... Lebanc is one guy who I feel like he's he's at least trying to make things happen. I think, and I think Eric Carlson has two to a point. Like the thing with Eric Carlson is he does either it's either like a real it's like a pass to nowhere or he goes end to end and like breaks through and you know really gets things going. But then he looks for a pass that isn't there. Right. Like and so I wish like I kind of like if you're gonna go end to end Paul Coffee style put the puck you know put the puck on the net.
0: Yes, throw the puck on the net. Make good things happen. I mean, seriously. Uh Patrick Tyler full mo- move um clause with Vlasic on in his contract. No move, yep. Yep, full no move. Him Full and... no move
1: 7 million million, at least 50 million and two.
0: <laughs> Way more money than we have, you know, for wow. sure. Um so we should say this right now, we uh Brody some guy in Saskatoon drew, you know. You know, he always likes to talk to AJ now. Whatever, I I called your 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 show every day when you had a radio show, and now it's like whatever. But whatever, we're at thirty two people following uh, watching us. We appreciate you. They are off the air. Uh, we need to get it to twenty likes and a don and a Venmo donation or a super chat donation for for a wrap around. And we got a lot of games on tonight. I know, I know. Let's, let's, let's see it happen. People, we we have people standing by, but that being said, uh, anything else in the chat that you're, yeah.
1: Um, there was a question there from Denver Doyle. Uh, do you think the coaching staff is really different from last year? I mean, yes and no. It's, it's hard, right? Because you're only, you didn't really have much of a training camp. So it's hard to get systems overly changed. Um, but I mean, oh. it's a lot of the same stuff. Like, it's a lot of the same stuff. Like this, Marlow on the second line is something Peter DeBoer would have done. <laughs> um, and I just, I don't, I like, I, I again, I, I don't think Marlow's been a net positive on any line he's been on so far. Yeah, but it's totally something that you would have seen last year before Peter DeBoer was let go. It's hard though because like. I think a lot of coaches are more same more the same than they are different and they don't have a whole lot to work with, unfortunately, right now.
0: Yeah, no kidding. So well uh we are have not reached that point yet. So Kevin Lacey, if you are on the on the Skype call, let's get you on here to get ready to talk about The San Jose Barracuda. Oh, yeah, there you are. Let's add you into this. See what you got going on. Maybe. Kevin, are you with us, my friend?
2: I think I am. Can you guys hear me?
0: Yep. I can, yeah. Yep, we can hear you. So. With uh, Kevin Lacey here, and we're just 12 hours and 40 minutes away, it's time for a Barracuda preview. Ooh, Barracuda! That's right, your San Jose Barracuda begin their sixth season in the AHL as a home game in Tucson, Arizona, against the tucson roadrunners that begins at 11 a.m on super bowl sunday what
2: (laughs) well you know the AHL does not like to well the nhl doesn't either but uh no sporting league likes going up against the super bowl but when you have games getting canceled and postponed due to covid19 right from the get-go sometimes you, you Just got to squeeze this in. And that's what happened with uh, the opening game. The Barracuda were supposed to play last night in Tucson as a home game. But that game was just outright canceled. And they were supposed to play again tonight. And that has now become tomorrow's season opener. Again, in Tucson, against Tucson, in front of the home fans of zero although I guess that part's uh pretty true to form so
0: true True. uh so we got we we have some fancy graphics here Kevin uh this is what you put up as the depth chart here um I I mean I like that top line of Leonard Zoumela and Blickfeld but for those who are not familiar uh with the depth chart uh what does it look like what do you what are you seeing (laughs)
2: So this depth chart that I posted earlier this evening is one that uh, it's not necessarily a lines breakdown, although I think it is pretty similar to what the lines will be here on opening night. Um, So I think that it's looking a lot more promising than it did a week ago, because the Sharks did, because of the the break, um, the, the unintentional break, the Sharks did assign several players from the taxi squad and also John Leonard down to the Barracuda and chose to keep them there so that they can uh, get some some games in. And I think in the case of John Leonard, I think it's very necessary because you have a guy who did nothing but score goals, score goals, and score goals in NCAA. I think I've been the only Person on Teal Town to say he absolutely should not be on the Sharks roster <laughs> and what did he do he put up zero goals in seven games and he looked good but when you're a goal scorer and that's all you know how to do when you go seven games without a goal that's going to affect your confidence so I'm happy to see John Leonard where I believe he belongs in the AHL where he can get some pro reps, get some confidence under his belt so that when it is his time to rejoin the Sharks, he, uh, he'll, he'll be ready. He'll be a, a much better player, in my opinion, in his next go around. So putting him with some talented players like a playmaker like Antti Suomela, former Liga in Finland, player of the year. And also Joachim Blickfeld, who is a pure sniper and kind of like the mini Marcus Sorensen in a way. I think that's going to be a good line if that is a line. Um, And then kind of rounding out that forward group as well, uh, the key names I'm sure Ian is uh, really intrigued on is Ozzie Weisblatt, Mm -hmm. Justin Robbins... Got Brandon Coe in there, three players from this last draft class, and because there's no, there's technically no junior games going on right now, it's an opportunity for the Sharks to get these guys seeing pro action early. Dylan Hamelock's another one from the 2019 draft class, so it's a very peculiar roster, and that's why you're looking at in that depth chart 19 forwards on the roster because. They got, they got a lot of uh, buns in the oven, I guess.
1: Yeah, it's going to be interesting because, like, I know if the OHL is just on indefinite hiatus right now because they just don't know what's going to happen as far as when we're going to get out of the stay-at-home order. It could be as soon as this week, but we don't know that for sure. Um, so it's going to be really interesting to see, you know, what they can do. It's hard, too, because obviously with the border being shut down, there's three teams that might not be able to play at all. Um, The Flint Firebuds, the Saginaw Spirit, and I'm missing the other one. I can't think of it off the top of my head right now, but there's another team in there. Yes, the Erie Otters. Thank you. Um, So there's, you know, there's three teams that they, I don't know if they even have a solution for, if they're just going to make them play on this side of the border or not. I'm not sure. So it's going to be interesting to see what happens um, and how long the Barracuda are going to have those extra bodies around because, Obviously, you want these guys playing. Like, It's going to be a really interesting draft year this year with so many guys not playing to see how that affects uh, some draft stocks. It's going to be really interesting to see.
2: And it's dangerous, I feel like, which is not what you want to hear uh, from as a Sharks fan. If the Sharks end up being a top five pick, uh, having this kind of dangerous draft class where you're not going to get a true sense of who might be The top, you know, the top couple of guys, of course. You're
1: yeah, yeah. If 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 you're you're picking maybe one or two, then you you've probably got a good idea of what's there. But after that, it's going to get really, really interesting, really, really quick. And the later, the later rounds are going to be a complete. Just I I think the later rounds are going to be just more of a, like more of a roulette wheel spin than they already are.
2: Yeah. Definitely. Um. Hope, hope. You know. That's. all. It's a long ways away. Um. But it's never too early to think about it. At the very least. So.
0: I mean. So for me. I and granted, guys. I'll be honest. You know. I'm not in too much in the know, and I see Richard Davallo saying that there's a U.S. The U.S. teams in the WHL are doing a divisional play only, and it's starting March 29th. Um so we hope so we hope i mean march 29th that's crazy i i know there's been talk about moving the draft to later for that for that sake uh, what's what's been what's going on up there uh, i mean i mean at this point i know calgary it had moved the stockton heat up to to the saddle dome i know the hitman play up there as well that's, that's gonna be three teams i can't see alberta being too thrilled about that one um i mean what what are you looking at for for everything that's going to go down with you know finding these players i mean or, or is you just going to delay the junior seasons i mean i thought there was i even randomly heard like there might be another tournament uh that they might try who to knows
1: do. like there's so much we don't know right now um unfortunately and you know like cases are starting to come down again up here, but at the same time, you know, now they're talking about this new variant, and I don't know. Like every time I open my mouth about this stupid virus, I'm always 100%. It goes 100% the other way, so I, I'm just I'm done guessing because I don't know. Like it's, there's so there's so much that's just up in the air right now, and I don't know where the chips are gonna fall.
2: Yeah, and that's that almost sounds like. The last episode of In the Reef, which, uh, if you haven't been subscribed to Teal Town USA, it's never too early to start. On the last Teal Town In the Reef, I, we were fresh off a COVID 19 outbreak on the Barracuda roster, right. to which I think I set a podcast record for the most I don't know's. <laughs> <I'm> sure. <laughs> because. I had this uh, scheduled to record last Sunday, and then the COVID-19 outbreak, ha- or, you know, outbreak, thankfully seems to be a- limited to only one player, but it happened the night before, so it was me scrambling and throwing a lot of I don't know. So I know I know the feeling there, Ian, about, you know, we don't know where the chips will fall. I'm very curious to see if there is a major omission from the Barracuda lineup tomorrow morning at 11 a.m. Because it was a a player who was in that game. And for the most part, two thirds of the roster were guys that had been sent down from the taxi squad. So run into this situation where, was a guy, and again, this is only speculation, you know, no no truth that we know of to this, but a guy like John Leonard was the reason that he wasn't called back up or Jeff VL was it mm-hmm. because that those players were the the one who got the virus? We don't know. I think uh, it's gonna be really telling tomorrow um depending on who gets who gets out there because i'm I'm expecting the Barracuda to go full bore uh, with their with their lineup like the I don't know if you want to pull that depth chart back up, yeah. Eric, but uh, I am fully expecting that the top twelve forwards and the top six defensemen that I listed on there, those to be the players that we see tomorrow morning against Tucson. So if one of those guys is not in the lineup, I'd be, you know, I'd be questioning if that was the reason—the COVID nineteen issue. Um, hopefully not. You know, we don't know, but we know someone did get that. Mm-hmm.
0: Um. Uh, yeah, so. question f- question coming in the chat from Felix Chow. Hey have Felix, there, uh, have there been any other covid uh, or uh, f- issues for other AHL teams since prior to the Kuna You know, events? I
2: have not looked too much into that, but I do know that about 10 minutes before I recorded the last in the Reef episode, I believe the Laval Rocket uh, canceled their practice and sent all their players home um, because of a potential outbreak. I thought I saw something about the Binghamton Devils, um, but uh, having their games get rescheduled. Um, again, I'm just I'm kind of scraping the back of my mind here, um, but I it hasn't been too big, but we have seen a few instances already in the AHL. No names being mentioned yet. Um, it is, you know, with the season only beginning on Friday, thankfully so far and hopefully staying the course, we haven't seen any major outbreaks like the NHL has had over the last especially two weeks. But uh, we'll we'll see what happens with that, um, because, you yeah. know, they're, they're, they the AHL is operating off pretty much the same protocols that the nhl is so if the nhl is unable to control it i don't know if the ahl is going to be able to do any better i would hope so but we don't it'll know it'll be
1: tricky for the hl because like they because of their schedule being like more condensed like how the games are closer together you know like they play they'll play like three games in three nights right. so i think like they're there will have probably more games canceled if they run into troubles just because of the just the nature of their schedule where the games are so compacted together.
2: And that's a great point, Ian, because talking about the game on Friday, last night's game, it was cancelled. It was not postponed. It was straight up cancelled. And I think part of that is because the Pacific Division has extra games in hand on some of the other divisions that they can just really cancel games. But that also says to me that the AHL did not leave a whole lot of wiggle room for rescheduling games. I know that with stocked in moving out of the division and up into the canadian division the barracuda did see some rescheduling and particularly at the end of the season there's now a five game pad i guess you'd say at the end of the season if they wanted if the league wanted to reschedule some games sure but i'm surprised to, to see that the very first game of the ahl season was canceled so mm-hmm. that doesn't say that they're really looking at postponing many more in the future
1: well especially like with some of these teams that have moved into like nhl buildings right so they don't it's hard to reschedule when you don't know if you're gonna have the the building availability that you would normally have in your own smaller rink
2: right Right, and t- talking about building availability. Sorry, Eric. No, talking about not. building availability. I'm a little frustrated with the re-release of the Barracuda schedule because they didn't do it. The league didn't do it in the same format as the original one. So I Jerks. don't. I don't. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know which games are being played at Solar for America Ice versus SAP Center. I know that there was an extra game. At solar for America ice added, but because some games got moved around and things, I don't know what games are going where we do know that on February 25th, the Barracuda are scheduled to play their first game in San Jose, which I would venture to guess is at SAP center. But that's a ge- that's a newly created game against Bakersfield because it was supposed to be, I believe, the 23rd against Stockton, which isn't happening now. So right. don't know if that's which which venue that's at. And, and I guess hopefully um, when we do the next episode of In the Reef, which I think is going to be later this week, guys, um, we'll have Nick on. Nick and I are, are ready to get going on that. And I'll ask him. If uh, w- what the Solar for America Ice schedule is looking like, so
0: uh, just quickly looking at it through the Sharks app, the Sharks have a makeup game for Vegas on the twenty fifth at seven thirty at the Shark Tank, and so if that game is for the Cuda at six p.m., uh, then we're looking most likely that it's going to be at Solar for America Ice. So there you um, go. Great, great homework there, Eric. Like, yeah. that's that's the kind of
2: stuff that... It, I mean, it, I guess in the grand scheme of things, it doesn't matter because the fans can't attend, but still...
1: But they, I'm sure there's, like, cleaning protocols that would have to be done in between games. Like, it's... You can't just one team out, one team in. I'm sure there's got to be some deep cleaning that goes on between one game and the other two. So it really doesn't give you wiggle room for... Um, you know, have those back-to-back games. Absolutely,
0: And it's going to be tough too, because you, you would have to do a cleanup. I, although the granted, they did it pretty well in the bubble in Edmonton and Toronto, the cleanup for the benches uh, prior to everything being, you know, locked down. So it was,
1: yeah, but I mean, that's the, the difference is, is that was a bubble. So yeah. um, this is not a bubble. So,
0: uh, we kind of know this one, but I know if people are interested, Ricky wanting to know where to watch Barracuda's game, first off it's Barracuda, no s as the Twitter Twitter profile says on the Barracuda Twitter handle. But uh, if I'm not mistaken, it's a free preview weekend on AHL.tv, TV, right? Awesome.
2: Sure. I'm glad you mentioned that. Yes. So right now this weekend, the AHL TV package is free. Um, for opening weekend, so you can just go to AHLTV.com, I believe. It's better to go to theAHL.com and get the link that way uh, in case I'm providing the wrong one for AHL TV. Um, but it's a really solid service. It's way better streaming than what the AHL used to provide um, years ago. And even if, if you are interested in the package, it's way cheaper as well. If you want a Barracuda only package, it's only going to be $35 for this season. If you want the full league, it's only an additional $10. So it's $45 for the whole league. And for returning members, I'm only paying $20 this season for the full AHL package because they gave us a $24 credit at the end of last season because games were canceled. So $20 for, for the whole AHL for this season? I love it. But uh, the game tomorrow morning at 11 a.m. is free if you want to check it out. And the game on Monday night at 6 p.m., again against Tucson, uh, originally scheduled to be the third game of the season, now the second one. That's also free on AHL TV. So you have two free opportunities to to have a look at at this team and and see three really good prospects from this last draft class. So if, you know... Even if you don't really care so much about the Barracuda, uh, Sharks prospects, genuine prospects, are
0: involved in this. So check it out. So so two things before we, we get out of here, because I want to make sure we get this, making sure. Uh, so Ozzy Weisblatt is a part of the CUDA. If they want to send him back to uh, juniors, can they still do that? Or is he yes. now... Is that a kind of an exception they're doing because of everything going on? They're doing. I, once an they exception. start playing, they don't ahead, have
1: dude. a choice. They have to send them back to junior. When junior starts playing, yeah. they don't have a choice.
2: Yeah, that's that is absolutely correct. Now they have the option to send players back early. Uh, Vlad Kotkov has been sent back to his QMJHL team, Saint John. Um, so I put out on my Twitter, I put out the depth chart. Uh, with him still on it, and then Vince G. Hat tip to him, told me that Kotkov, uh just got reassigned. So the graphic you saw here tonight on After Dark is the updated one without him. <laughs> uh, so if they want to send Weissblatt back early, they can. I think with I think with guys like Weissblatt, with Robbins, and with Coe, you're going to see those guys on the Barracuda for as long as possible, though. Yeah, they'll stretch it out.
1: Oh, yeah, because it's just like you'd normally like just it's just like training camp, right? You always like you always bring your project projects, uh, projects up for for training camp and you get them the reps and then you send them back because you just want to get them practicing how the team practices and you want to make sure that they're eating right and, you know, exercising right. And you want to get all that stuff in, you know, before you send them back to their own team to do the work on their own.
2: In a Remember way, Ryan Merkley, uh his first training camp with the Sharks, one of the mm-hmm. comments that he made coming out of that was I've never been told to wait, train and eat like this. Like this is all this is a whole new experience for me. And I was happy. You know, I'm speaking as him, but I was happy to learn that as I go back to junior. Like those are the types of things that Merkley was saying out of his first camp. And Ryan Merkley will be on the team this year for the duration because he no longer has junior eligibility i'm expecting interesting things out of ryan merkley i think that jacob magna the who was just named captain earlier today uh which should be a surprise to no one i think jacob magna and merkley are going to have a very interesting uh pairing together but magna is the type of guy who uh I, I think he compliments
0: him well, kind of like Shimmick and Burns in a way. Um, mm-hmm. so. Interesting. Good to good to hear all that stuff. And of course, for the audio, you can hear Nick Nolenberger on the Sharks Audio Network. And of course, his feed will be on the AHL TV feed. I'm, I'm still working on the Nolenberger impression since I can't do Shorthouse. So, uh, <laughs> Kevin... Thank you, Ian. Thank you. Uh, If you missed anything tonight or you want to watch this again, check us out on tealtownusa.com or your favorite podcatcher. You can see them all ranging from Apple and Google Podcasts, YouTube, of course, hit that subscribe button. It really helps us out big time. SoundCloud, Spotify, TuneIn, iHeartRadio, and, of course, always available at tealtownusa.com. 18 likes. we got two more. And a donation, we might sneak it in, but uh, we're gonna close it out here, though. So, guys, thank you very much. Kevin, you'll be on it with the uh, with the CUDA stuff. Uh, feel free to you know take over the uh, the Twitter account uh, tomorrow morning. Uh, we'll try and get some gifts up there. In the meantime, your final thoughts on where the people can find you.
2: I am at Kevin Lacey 22. I uh, have a show called In the Reef here on Teal Town USA on YouTube and all of your favorite podcast platforms. So go check out the last episode. And as I mentioned before, we should be having another episode coming out later this week with uh, a returning Nick Nolenberger. Uh, So that's really exciting. And uh, yeah, my final thought tonight is... All right, the sharks lost, but overall, you know, I'm I I'm, I'm fine with the performance. Fine enough with the performance. Ryan Donato, though. 7 for 11 Dude, in his career in shootouts.
0: <laughs> That's why and I I knew he, you were going to come.
2: Yeah, and of the of the 13 opportunities that he's had to be chosen, he's been selected 11 times. And goals like last night and goals like tonight show you why no matter what team he's on the coaching staff says you're the guy so keep doing your thing ryan donato because i'm highly impressed
0: right ian as always and i know it's late over in your part of canada um, That's all right. uh sorry appreciate you as always but your final thoughts Yeah. people were uh, the, final
1: uh, thoughts i hope the show is more entertaining than the game um other than the I Ryan think, Donato I, I shot.
0: Think, I, I think that's that what's already well suited, Ian. So definitely uh,
1: yeah. Yeah, I, I, I hope the show is more entertaining than the game, because that was a that was a rough one, guys.
0: <laughs> He's he Ian blocks hockey. I'm at Puck Guy fourteen on the Twitter and the Instagram. Puck knowledge be back tomorrow at seven p.m. Pacific, so be on the lookout for that. Kevin will have uh Reef coming up. Uh, we also have we have three games coming up at er yes three games two and with la at and then the home opener saturday afternoon against the vegas golden knights that's your schedule for after dark so pucknologist tomorrow at seven in the reef next week three games for after dark we will be covering the sharks like nothing else and so we appreciate each and every one of you. Make sure you hit that subscribe button down below. And I'm waiting. Just making sure I'm not missing anything.
2: Guys, you want to do it. You know you want to do it. Come on, come I, on, come I, on.
0: I do. Oh, shoot. AJ didn't notify me. But Laurel said it. Let's do a wraparound.
2: Have the goddamn comment, Curtis, and give him a reach around buys and we're doing the
0: wraparound anyway. Uh, See, we do it for the fans. We do it for, do the, it fans. for the fans. Alright. Montreal wins to Foley. You're supposed to help me out with my fantasy team. Damn it. Coyotes beat the Blues in decent jerseys. 3-1. to one. Uh, The Desert Dogs with uh, two goals from and there. Islanders over the Penguins 4-3. to three. You have uh, Eberle with two goals there.
1: Penguins yeah. D
0: is a mess. Well, yeah, they have Cody CC. Fair enough. Uh, <laughs> third, third, let's just, yeah, that's
1: my that's my Here interjection your for. Is for them if they oh, there you go.
0: Yikes! the The Leafs uh, win five to one over Vancouver. Uh, yikes! Austin, Ma- yeah, who excuse...
1: misses Jacob Markstrom now?
0: Yeah, uh,
1: Sam I can't Rom- believe that. Like, I, I'm going to interject here for a second because I like interjecting in the background. around. Like, <laughs> I have I have been like such an anti Jacob Markstrom guy, but holy shit, do they miss him?
0: Yeah, I am just surprised by that. Super surprised by that ceremony native Austin Matthews extends his goal scoring streak in this one. Uh, he's up to 10 on the year for that. And oh, he had a great one too. sparky otherwise known to hockey trick as sploochie those jerseys can be to come back tonight
2: <laughs> those jerseys look so terrible i i've seen worse but i saw the mcdavid highlight killing markstrom and but for me it was more more the crime was they're wearing those ugly jerseys
0: yeah you just need to put a connect skate on it and it'll be perfect for vancouver <laughs> oh. Flame, flames win six to four over the oilers I mean, shoot, freaking Lucic even got some, <laughs> got in on the action there. I mean, so uh, that will be it. You had a couple of games that were postponed due to COVID. So that will be doing it for us. We'll be back with you on Tuesday following the Sharks and Kings. That's in L.A. Uh, Pucknologists tomorrow night at 7 p.m. with AJ and the gang. So we appreciate each and every one of you. Thank you very much for watching. And until... Tuesday night. Keep it real. Keep it teal. Keep it real teal. Have a good night everyone. We'll see you Tuesday and we're off to bed. Good night.